good evening. How is everybody tonight? Did you come expectant? Did you come believing? Is your heart postured for breakthrough this evening? I know the Lord's hand is extended. Is our heart open? If not, we've got a few minutes to get it that way. My name is Jeff Lyle. I'm so blessed and privileged to be able to welcome you to the North Georgia Revival tonight. All those that are watching on the ISN network and those of you that are tuning into the live stream on social media, we are grateful to be able to celebrate the good hand of God upon us. What an amazing thing has been going on for 90 plus weeks here in Dawsonville, Georgia. It is absolutely unprecedented in the state of Georgia, unprecedented in this region. And here's the best part, you and I actually get to be a part of what God is doing. There is no telling how history will record what has happened over these, I think, 93 weeks. This, I believe, is the 93rd week. And listen, God is not near done doing what he began 93 weeks ago. There's no reason why we shouldn't expect that tonight could be an exclamation point on everything that has taken place up to this point. So friends, this is what I want to do. I want to read you a passage of scripture. And when King David wrote this in Psalm 18, he was walking in new breakthrough. He had been running from his enemy. He had been running from Saul. His life had been hunted down. He had learned what it meant to have an anointing, but not an open door to fully use that anointing. And he abided under the hand of God, waiting for that breakthrough to come. But when he wrote Psalm 18, his enemy was dead and his pathway to the throne was clear. So let me read these verses, Psalm 18, verse 25. This was David's testimony when his breakthrough came. He's speaking to God and he said, With the merciful, you show yourself merciful. With the blameless, you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you show yourself pure. And with the crooked, that was his enemy, by the way, you make yourself torturous. For you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. Watch this. For by you I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. Here's the capstone. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who will take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me securely on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a, bond of a, a bow of bronze. Then he says to God directly, you have given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand supports me and your gentleness has made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemy. Some of you need to run down the devil tonight. Quit looking behind you like he's chasing you. Some of you just need to run down the devil tonight. Recognize he's the one who needs to be fleeing from you. This is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to stop reading there. I want to tell you, there's, for some of you tonight, you have been in that season of being in breaking. Tonight is breakthrough for some of you. For some of you tonight, it comes to an end. For some of you tonight, you're going to get free from addiction. Some of you tonight are going to bow the knee to Jesus Christ and experience glorious and eternal salvation. Others of you are going to have your marriages and your bodies restored. We will not limit the Holy One of Israel. So I'm going to invite as many of you as you want to to come down front. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to worship. Listen, give him your best praise tonight. Do not hold back. This might be the last time we ever get to lift up a praise and a shout and a declaration of victory. So Lord Jesus, it is your holy name 
by which we come. We come through the atonement, through the blood, coming with confidence, not in ourselves, Lord, but in confidence in what you've decreed, what you have declared, what you have spoken, what you have promised. And Lord, as David had to wait so long for that promise to be completely fulfilled, we are worthy, we are willing, Lord, to trust your worthy hand. You have proven yourself faithful. Tonight, Lord, we press in, we come believing, we come hungry, we come expecting. Lord, put the devil to flight tonight. We hate him, Lord. We're tired of him tonight. We are sick of looking over our shoulder. Put him to flight tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen.
See you. 
Your name is still victorious in here tonight. The name of Jesus still brings fear to any other name that opposes it. We honor you in your house tonight, God. small 
Just voices only. Just voices only. Come on, let's join the 24 elders around the throne and the angelic host. Come on, let all the universe know that in this place. Come on, let's shake the kingdoms with our praise. Come on, one more time. Voices only, voices only. Father, we lift our voices in this place in unity from all walks of life, from various nations around the globe, from all different colors of skin. Lord, some of us are broken. Our marriage is falling apart. Our bodies are breaking down. We're losing our minds. Our finances are crumbling. Our children are running away from you. Our society is falling apart. We don't know what is right, what is wrong. We don't know from up, from down. But God, this group of people in this room declare in unison that you're worthy 
that you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. You're worthy of our praise. If no one in our family loves you but us, you're worthy of our praise. Father, if we take our last breath because of cancer eats away at every living cell within us, you're still worthy of it all. Oh, dear God, you're worthy. If they come and they get our cars and they take our home from us, you're still worthy, worthy, worthy. So we lift our hands in this house. You've already done enough for us. And we release the full kingdom in this house. We release it. That Jesus, that you would walk into this building and in a moment our lives change. As soon as our feet hit the water, may we encounter the fire of glory and the full weight of your presence. Lord Jesus, radically transform your church tonight in this place. For all God's people said amen and amen and amen. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Magnify the King of Kings with me. Yeah! goodness, it feels good to be in the house of God tonight. Oh, hallelujah. As we transition, I want you to go to about 10 people as you're making your way back to your seat. Let them know you're glad that they are at the North Georgia Revival right here in Dawsonville, Georgia. God bless you. Thank you. Enjoy the next few moments. his holy name. Ah, so good to see you tonight. Welcome to Christ Fellowship Church right here in Dawsonville, Georgia. And uh, we're just thrilled that you're here. While I have your attention, I want you to put your hands together and welcome all of those that are watching around the world through the ISN network. Come on, stand to your feet and let them know that you appreciate them watching all the way from Pakistan, Israel, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Chile, and beyond. Yes, welcome. Welcome. All the way from Peru, China, South Korea. Come on, they're just getting up on the other side of the world, and they have this program set that they're watching right now. And we declare that the power of the living God is going to touch them right where they are. I'll never forget, I believe it was in Germany that we had a lady that was watching and the presence of God was so strong. She said, I am going to fill up my bathtub right now and self-immerse myself. <laughs> I love it. Who is here from out of the country? Would you lift your hand so that we can see if you're here from out of the country? We want to know anybody over here to my right, to your left. Who, anybody from over here? Where are you guys from? South Korea. 
Yes, welcome. All the way in the back, where are you guys from? Australia. Wonderful. Thank you for coming. Yes, yes. Okay, how many's with your party? Just you, okay. You traveled so far, I want you to come up here and sit on the front row, would you? Come on, all the way. Let her know that you want her to come up here and sit on the front row. I don't mean to embarrass you. Well, yeah, I do. Come on. All the way from Australia. Thank you. Come on up. Anybody else from out of the country tonight? Anybody? Oh, my goodness. Right over here, Rebecca, make sure that you, you're, you're, you're new guest right there on the front row. Who is here from out of state today? Who is here from out of state? Oh, my goodness. All around. Who is here for the very first time tonight? Raise your hand. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Praise God for that. Praise the Lord. Uh, you're in store for a remarkable treat. We have our very uh, special friend, Rabbi Kurt Landry, who will be bringing the word here in a few moments. He has a lot of product outside. Um, I, I don't know if he will talk about it, but I'm going to make sure that you go to his product table because we have a general a general here at the North Georgia Revival tonight that has a voice to the nations, not just a nation, but to the nations. I believe that this book right here, Rabbi, Reclaiming Our Forgotten Heritage, How Understanding the Jewish Roots of Christianity Can Transform Your Faith. We're not here trying to make people into Jews. But I believe Western Christianity has forgotten its roots. That our Savior, our personal rabbi, is Jesus. And he is Jewish. Grab this book right here at the table outside. I don't know how many copies he has. I wouldn't wait long, but grab that. And according to Ephesians chapter 2, there is a, a, a reunion making of a one new man where Jew and Gentile come together and step into our purpose and take the power of the gospel to the four corners of the earth. I believe that is going to be realized and started in this room tonight. So, Rabbi, we're so excited about this book that you have. Praise God. Thank you for being here. I uh, want to ask my wife, Karen, if she'll come. She has a couple of announcements. And uh, as she comes, and we're going to prepare for an offering in just a few moments. Welcome her, if you would, please. How many of you were here this morning at Christ Fellowship Church? Was that not incredible? Oh, my goodness. We're going to hear more uh, about Rabbi Kurt and from Rabbi Kurt in just a moment. But I want to bring a couple of announcements to you. First of all, in January 2020, ladies, it's time for conference. Amen. Watch this quick video, and I'll tell you a little bit more about ladies' conference here in just a moment. So that is January 17th and the 18th. 
Uh, you can go to the website. Is the website up? Can we get the website up? There it is. Go to that website. You have to register via the website, okay? There is not really a place to register other than the website, so go there. The information is there. It is $20 a person. It will be ladies Friday night and all day on Saturday. So there will be a session on Friday night, uh, two sessions on Saturday, then Saturday night as well. We will baptize both nights, both nights, Friday night and Saturday night. Now, we had 1,000 women in this sanctuary last year. I'd like to see that doubled, wouldn't you, Paula Joe? Let's double that, amen? And we're going to see what God does when a bunch of women get together in undignified worship, and we worship Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Next thing I want to tell you about is tomorrow night, tomorrow night, uh, Rabbi Kurt Landry and his sweet wife Christy and their team will be back with us for an open Caneo class. Uh, Canal Ministry Training Center is our training center here at Christ Fellowship Church. Our year one class meets on Tuesdays. Our year two class meets on Thursdays. But all of our students are coming together tomorrow night in this sanctuary for a, a Canal class all together. There will be special seating for our students. But we're opening it for everyone. And, and church, just like Todd said, we have no idea the, the caliber and the anointing and the presence that rests on uh, Rabbi Kurt Landry. And it is just an honor and a privilege to have him with us. I mean, a privilege to be able to sit under uh, what he wants to impart to us. He is a missing, or what he brings is the missing element in, in the church today, especially the Western church. And so what a, uh, what a blessing of God that, that he is this, he is, he's helping bridge the Western church and our Jewish, Jewish roots, as Todd said, and he's just, he's going to bring so much understanding to us. And, and again, he, what he brings is, is just that missing piece. We have Jewish roots. We have Jewish heritage. But for the most part, I bet 99% of the body of Christ, we don't know what we have. We don't know who we are. We don't know what belongs to us. And so we stay in a perpetual cycle of defeat. And the enemy's already been defeated. We just don't know how to implement that. We just don't know how to stand in that. We don't know how to push against that. And so he's going to help us understand. He's going to help us understand covenant. If I understand correctly, is that right, Rabbi, tomorrow night? Now, Caneo students, I mean, somebody, somebody better say something about the blood covenant. Amen? Okay, so you guys have already got a head start. Caneo students, you've already got a head start. Year one all the way through Kingdom Now, or Kingdom, yeah, Kingdom Now class, you got a head start. So you be here tomorrow night. It's open to everyone, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Uh, we'll have a five-minute break in between. That's it. We're praying from 6 to 7. But he's going to go like a fire hydrant tomorrow night, and we're going to receive. Amen? You cancel everything. Cancel everything to be here. Cancel it and get in the house under this man's anointing. Tomorrow night will be the last time we hear from him for, well, maybe not for a while. I hope not for a while. But, but come and be with us tomorrow night. Amen? Amen. I have to live with that fire every day, 24 hours a day 
Seven days a week, 365. I love it. I love it. Get here tomorrow night, but you're going to enjoy yourself this evening. Uh, there's fire in the water. I was praying a little bit earlier over here by the pool, and I, I really felt like electricity emanating from the water. Pull up the picture, Daniel, if you can. I don't know if you can pull this up. I want, you to, I want to show you a picture. I don't know if it's going to come up clear for us tonight. I just got this from Mike Millay in Harvey, Louisiana, on the West Bank of, of New Orleans. They're baptizing right now in Harvey, Louisiana. I was just with them on Thursday. Uh, I ministered in two, three churches, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Two weeks ago, they baptized 500 people in the afternoon between services. The line was so large that it wrapped around the sanctuary, down the lobby, and they were waiting in the parking lot to get baptized. This is the second go right here, and the presence of God is falling upon people in Louisiana, North Carolina, Kentucky, Virginia, uh, Texas and Louisiana are experiencing some portals of glory. Oklahoma with Rabbi, we're in the end times and God is spreading this fire across the land. When God showed me in January, as I was walking across this platform during a time of fasting, our tank was empty, but I saw it full of water and he, he showed me fire on the water and it lasted about 10 seconds. And he said, Todd, I'm going to baptize people with Holy Spirit fire. Jesus is coming. A couple, three months later, I got a lot of pushback from pastors. Why are you baptizing second and third and fourth time people? And I went to the Lord not knowing what I know now, Rabbi. Not knowing what you're going to teach on tonight, perhaps, but... The Lord spoke to my heart clearly. He said, Todd, I am coming with a vengeance after my bride. I am coming with a vengeance after my bride. You see, for many of us, our wedding gown is spotted and it's got blemishes and it's wrinkled. And he says, I'm coming after a bride whose wedding gown is without spot and without blemish and without wrinkle. And one moment in that water, pull that picture back up, Daniel. One moment in the water changes everything. Pastor David, you were with me on Thursday and we baptized some people Thursday afternoon and the power of God fell in that water. He's here tonight. If there's sickness in your body, if you're away from the Lord, your marriage is struggling, or if you just want to go to the next level with your marriage, we declare today that there is fire for marriages tonight. Get in there together. I promise you, you'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. Ushers, why don't you come forward? Let's put our hands together for the ushers as they're coming, as we prepare for an offering. As, as they are coming, I want to encourage all of our guests to pick up Rabbi's materials, his tools out there, also to pick up the resources that I have, uh, especially these two works. He sat down, I believe, was pivotal in preparing our house for revival. I had no idea when I wrote it, but now we're looking back. We realize that that was uh, very influential. The book he sent him on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Charles Stanley um, has been influenced by this 
uh, message that I preached, uh, speaking in tongues. Uh, this is our latest. Grab this book. Family of God, Church of the Living God, grab the book, Speaking in Tongues. It'll bring understanding to your life about this supernatural ability. So let's stand to our feet and let's give tonight. I'm going to ask you to do something very bold tonight. I'm going to ask every person in the room to position yourself to be a giver. Not a receiver tonight, not a taker tonight, but a giver. I want you to put some seed in the ground this evening that would cause you to use some faith. We want to bless the man of God tonight. We want to bless him, his ministry, his wife, his, his whole network of churches. We want to bless him. We blessed him this morning. We want to bless tonight. We're going to take care of him tonight. But it's around $4,000 a night now to host the revival on a Sunday night. We need to do more than that because here's the reason why. I am preparing for January to take zero offerings for the ministry on Sunday night. So we're going to have to be like a mama bear and store up some fat. Because every offering in the month of January on Sunday night will go directly to missions. The Lord has spoken to me and he says, Todd, I want the first fruits of this revival in January. So we're right now having to store up to meet the demands of the revival in January. Do you know what I'm saying? So we need to pay it forward, you know, not $5 or $10. Do what you can. There's no pressure, but please help us. Then we're going to believe God for $100,000 in the month of January for missions. That will be four months of regular giving on a Sunday because we're averaging, you know, $5,000, $7,000 a night sometimes. And so it's going to, $100,000 is going to be four months, basically, three to four months in one month. Can you get in belief with me? Well, I don't need you to be in, I don't need you to believe. I just need you to be in agreement. Can you get in agreement with me? Amen. I'm going to believe you just get in agreement with me. All right. I'm believing for over $100,000. Last week, a man walked in, Cliff, and I see you, bro. Lat walked in and gave $50,000 for a mission trip to the Philippines. $50,000. I'm believing for an additional $100,000. Why? Because we're going to do crusade. I believe in Pakistan is a part of the deal. Where 300,000 people will show up to hear the gospel. And we're going to baptize maybe 10,000 a night. I don't know. But we'll baptize until we're waterlogged. But it will cost us tens of thousands of dollars to rent a space, to build a stage, to buy the pools, to fill it up with water, to drain it. So it's going to be crazy good, beautiful in the kingdom. Are you ready? So let's pay it forward tonight. Can you help us? Father, we thank you that we're in a position of blessing, of more than enough. There's enough people in this room, Father, that could write a $1,000 check and it would be $100,000 right now in this room for the month of January. So God, I believe, and I have all these people in agreement with me. Hold your offering up before the Lord. Hold it up before him. Everybody a giver tonight. Lord Jesus, may there be more than enough tonight and so we can move it ahead and believe God for January, for missionaries and mission trips. 
We bless you. Everybody say, I am a giver. Say it again, I am a giver. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the house. It is my privilege tonight to welcome what I believe is a kingdom, kingdom relationship. Karen and I were able to minister a few months ago in Fairland, Oklahoma, at the house of David and his Messianic Jewish church, the presence of God was there. We baptized 500 plus people in one afternoon in his mikvah. I believe that we have exactly the man of God for the hour for this moment to speak into the North Georgia revival. Make sure, make sure that you're here tomorrow night, seven o'clock. There'll be no worship. We're just going to get in right into the teaching. Let him have an hour where we're going to break and then another hour. Sister Christy, it is great to have you. We honor you and we honor the rabbi, Kurt Landry. Would you help me welcome Kurt Landry to this platform? Give him an incredible North Georgia revival welcome right now in this house. Rabbi, take your liberty. Thank you. Yeah, I think so. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, do I understand this right? I'm, uh, I'm into numbers. I'm into names. I think it's important that when you name a child that every time you're speaking it out, you're actually calling that child out in that name. You're, you're decreeing and prophesying. That's why I don't like nicknames too much because I want you to, you need to be speaking it out. Nicknames are okay, but you need to be prophesying out that name. Don't be always saying the full name like with me when I was a little boy. If you heard Curtis, it was not good. But if you heard the full name, that was probably, you were probably going to have something happen to you. So... But did I understand right? This is the 93rd or the 94th? Okay, 93. Let's go ahead, give the Lord a shout. So does anybody, is there any Bible students here? Do you know what the number nine stands for? Wholeness. What does the number three stand for? Completion. How many threes are there in nine? That was good. I went to Catholic school. I thought it was two. But anyway, I'm glad you corrected me so I can go with the message right. Tonight is a night of releasing wholeness and completion into the ancient portal's water. That's the assignment. He brought you here to witness a spiritual shift. It is the biblical year in the Hebrew, 5780. 80 is, in Hebrew is pay, which means that's the, that's the letter to speak. It's time to prophesy. It's time to speak. 
But the key, if we learned anything this morning, the most powerful thing is, is Lord, we, if we do it on purpose, it's more powerful than if we do it on accident. And the Lord gave Pastor Todd a word and Pastor Karen that, that we were to renew marriages. And what a perfect time with nine and three to not only renew our marriage with each other, husband and wife, but to renew our marriage to the bridegroom, Jesus, that, that that's what's happening tonight. But do you understand that we just came out, I don't mean to go deep on you, but I, I want you to track where I'm going, my assignment apostolically. We just finished 10 years of 57, 70 to 79, which is the IN, the, the 10 years of seeing. And now we've moved into 10 years of speaking. And how many know that in the wisdom of God, we need to speak less but say more? But the Lord wants us to say what we've seen in the last year. So why did Pastor Todd and Karen and their team come to House of David in Fairland, Oklahoma for an immersion in a mikvah where Jews, Gentiles, First Nations, Indians... We all come together as what? A threefold cord, which is not easily broken. And we burst into the repentance for the activation of the shift from the spirit of Elijah, which was in the I-N, to the spirit into pay. The say is Elisha. That's when the double portion comes. Well, three of you get it. Praise God. <laughs> You're going to get it. You're going to get it. In English, we're releasing the double portion. But it's not enough. Please don't settle for this in the church where you just say, we're releasing the double portion. And you believe it and you get all excited and you get goosebumps and you shout and you say thank you. But you need to be able to say, you know what? Say to your neighbor, say neighbor, I'm smart. And I need to know why it's a double portion. Because when you understand covenant, it builds confidence. And when you're confident in the covenant and the timing, then you become like the Issachar anointing when you know the times and seasons of what the Lord ought to do with who? With Israel. So tonight, my assignment is to release to you a word, and the title of it is The Mystery of the Hour. The mystery of the hour. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to get good. Now, I'm going to follow the assignment from Pastor Todd and Pastor Karen that this is a, we're going to renew wedding vows in the water. And by doing that, we're going to take the tallit, the prayer shawl, which is Isaiah 22 and 22, in the water, over the couples, and we're going to tie off the tzitzis on your hand, which is all the 613 laws of God which are, that are fulfilled. The wife grabs onto one. The husband grabs onto the other. There's a double portion. You agree that your life is going to be under the dominion, under the dominion of all God's commandments that you and I can't possibly keep. That's why Jesus came. So, that, so we're grabbing onto Jesus, the woman with the issue of blood, when she grabbed the hem of his garment, there was no hem. She grabbed the tzitzit. She, if you get a hold and say, I believe in the completeness of whatever I need is in Christ Jesus, 
That's what the symbolism of those tzitzis are. But you're coming up under the chuppah, under Psalm 91, all of the protection of God, and it will be recorded in the courts of heaven, don't have time to teach it, that you renewed your vows and that everything that you are and will be is under the covenant of God. Amen? Let's give him a shout. Now. Okay. And if only people that know me know, I never put anything on top of my Bible. I won't do it. It's just respect. It's just, this is Jesus for me. And the word became flesh. All of it. Old and new, front and back, the index. All of it. This is the Lord for me. But I want to explain something to you. And the Lord gave me this vision in order to start tonight so that you won't forget. In a Jewish wedding, the bridegroom takes an evaluation before he goes to the bride, he takes an evaluation of what can I bring to the bride's father in order to get approval to even court the daughter. And so what he has to do is he has to build up a resume of everything that he has, everything he thinks he will have, and it's all written down in promises. It's a covenant promise. And he brings it to the father. And the father will, will look at the covenant and go through it and say, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And after the father looks at it, he either takes that, that covenant and hands it back to the groom or he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So this is our wedding covenant right here. This is your inheritance. This has... This is your legacy. Everything you need to know in your life is right here. And so tonight, when you go into the water, and if you're single and you want to go in with a tallit, and, and uh, for whatever reason, you, you still can make that wedding covenant to Jesus, amen? But you need to understand how, how easy it is, but symbolically, this is what it looks like. The bridegroom goes to the father and says, this is what I have. Father reads it and prays, doesn't get back to the bridegroom. He asks the daughter to come, and he asks the daughter to sit down at their table. And the daughter will sit down at the table. And as she sits down, then the father comes and puts the offer on the table and puts a wine glass, a kiddish cup, the family kiddish cup, on top of the, of the glass, and he walks away. Because he set it down, he already has said, I have approved. Where is Jesus now? He is sitting down because the father, father has approved. His father is sitting down. So now it's just a matter of what you do with the promises of the inheritance in that book. And she doesn't get to ask any questions. She has to read it. And when she reads it, I'm going to kneel down just so that it's symbolically here, but she's sitting down. I can't do a squat right now at 64, so this is as close as we get. (laughs) 
And after she reads it, she picks up the cup and she drinks it and she sets it to the side. She doesn't communicate to the father. She gets up and she leaves and when the father comes, he looks. Is the cup waiting on the contract or has the cup been accepted and moved to the side at the right, to the right hand of God? Come on, I'll be teaching more on covenant on tomorrow night. So when he comes in, he says, where's my cup? See, your whole communion cup came from the third cup of the Passover. When Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, but then he also said, I shall not drink of this cup of the vine until later when you return. Why? Because he, he engaged in the covenant of the third cup. He left the upper room in Jerusalem. He went outside the city and he headed east. He went down the Kidron Valley <coughs> into the Mount of Olives and he went to pray with his disciples and he said these words, Father, if you might take this cup from me, but, but not my will, but your will be done. See, he was struggling with the assignment. He was all God and he was all man. And he knew what was coming. And that's why he asked for the intercession and the prayer. So meanwhile, he's praying for himself. His disciples are asleep. And he is literally, cerebrally sweating blood from the high blood pressure and the stress of what is coming. And so that third cup actually poured out through his temple. when the father looked down in the garden the cup wasn't sitting on the covenant Jesus picked it up and said yes and it was put to the side because he said yes the second most powerful word on earth next to Jesus Yeshua's name the second most powerful word is the word yes. And tonight you're going to say yes. That's what immersion's all about. You're saying yes. We learned about it this morning. When the woman has finished her cycle, she takes an immersion because she cleansed herself from the missed opportunity, but now she says, yes, let's do it again. I'm available. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm available. I'm available for all that you want to do. So why tonight? The Lord is in decency and in order. Anytime God is going to move, not only does it line up with the prophetic words, but all the evidence of what is there is in alignment with God for you to see. Because God wants you to prophesy tonight what we're going to see. And you are now 93 weeks later, and the wholeness and the perfection, we have seen all of that mostly in the IN, and now we are here in 5780, we're here in the pay, and the Lord says, what shall you say? Speak unto the water. Son of man, can these dry bones live? So I want to bring evidence to you <coughs> and to all the pastors that provoked me to jealousy in the back room as we took communion together. 
And you provoked me to jealousy because for 50 of us to come together and take communion and sing and worship the Lord, you provoked this Jew to jealousy because there's not a lot of places I can go and see that kind of unity. So let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Oh, come on. Thank you. Thank you. Powerful prayer. Powerful prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank the Lord. I'll tell you what. Let's do something a little different. You, can we do something different? Can I take you into the courts of heaven? How about if we take this whole night, we'll just walk right through the courts of heaven. I won't teach on it. We'll just do it. That's where we live, okay? So we're going to go into the room of atonement. So if you'd all please stand, we're going to go into the room of atonement, and we're going to make a prophetic declaration out of 2 Corinthians 3. I wasn't planning on this, but it fits so well. It looks like I planned it. Maybe somebody else planned it. That Holy Spirit, you've got to watch him. He always does better than you can. 2 Corinthians 3, 4, and 6. It was in my message, the first slide. There you go. But only if you agree with me. Now, the room of atonement, what we're going to do is we're going to cleanse ourselves so that as we start to walk in, into the courts of records and into the courts of season and we start to decree into our family bloodline and cancel all the iniquitous structures all the way back to the garden. Amen. This is going to be good. I wasn't planning on doing this at all. The Holy Spirit channel served on me. You know, he's sitting down. When men sit down, they have to change the channel. That's what happened. So, if you agree with this, I just want you to say, Amen. Amen. It says here, And we have such trusted through Christ toward God, now that we, have our, now that we are sufficient of ourselves, not, I'm sorry, not that we are sufficient of ourselves, to think of anything as being from ourselves, Would you agree that what's happened here and what's happening in your life, we sang it out on that last song, the worship team is so powerful here. He deserves it all. Amen? So can we say in that room of atonement, say, Father God, in Yeshua's name, let it be recorded in the room of atonement, in the courts of heaven, as for me and my house, we decree, you deserve it all. You've done it all. And Lord, if there's any place hidden in my heart where I've touched any of it, forgive me. I'm guilty. Erase it. I'm just a human. But I decree, you deserve it all. <laughs> Let's give him a shout. Now we're going to decree this together. Our sufficiency, Our sufficiency is, from God. is from God. Our sufficiency, Our sufficiency is, from God. is from God. He is the high priest, the high priest of, this of this sanctuary. Jesus, Jesus 
is the author and finisher of my faith. He creates all good and perfect gifts from above. I am a gift from above. I am created in his image. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills and the spirit gives life. Holy Spirit and fire, you are welcome in this place. Let's give him a shout. <laughs> you need to filter when you go into this water. I'm not denying who you are. I understand that I'm a Jewish man and you're an Irish and you're First Nations and you're from North, South Korea, wherever, and you're from Australia. But you need to filter what happens in your future that you are a king's kid. No, you're a royal priest. Reconciliation happened 2,000 years ago at the cross for your tribe and my tribe. Quit looking back and demanding, well, once they reconcile with us, then I'll reconcile with them. No, <coughs> your family has already been reconciled by the blood of Jesus that removed the middle wall of separation, creating one new man from the two, thus making peace. Come on now, give him a shout. Father God, I have been guilty, emotionally, putting demands on different people, places, and circumstances to reconcile back to me what has been stolen, hurt, or marred in me and my family line. I'm burying that tonight and being washed free of it in the room of atonement by the, blood of guilt, uh, by the blood of Jesus. I am guilty and I ask for forgiveness tonight in Yeshua's name. Amen. That's good. Now, Okay, we're still standing. Can I finish this? Yeah, and I'll swap. I brought the wool coat. I should have brought the other one. Whew, turn into T.D. Jakes up here. <laughs> He's worthy! No, anyway, sorry about that. Hallelujah. Keep me on track, Lord.
So now we're going to leave. We've been, we admitted we're guilty. The Lord's cleansed us. Now we're going to go into the court of mercy. This is our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Okay, we've done that. Forgive us our trespasses. This is the Lord's prayer, but we're doing it on purpose tonight because we're setting this ancient waters and these ancient portals in alignment for the spirit of Elisha, the double portion. Okay? And you'll see where we're going, and it's going to be legally recorded here on earth as it is in heaven. So now we're going into the courts of mercy, but i got to get you right first. The water's good, but let's get us right first. So we're going to go into the mercy court where the mercy seat is, and we're going to say this. Father God, God. this is Galatians 5 and 5. Thank you. You guys are good. Thank you. Let's say it together. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcised nor uncircumcised availeth anything, but faith work it through love. Put your hand over your chest and say, Lord, I am sealed. As a child of God, in love, and my identity is in you. And the Lord says to you that you are forgiven of all other identities and counterfeit identities that have tried to steal your inheritance and steal your legacy. So let's give the Lord a shout. (laughs) Hallelujah. You may be seated. How many know when you hear the word remember in the Bible, it's because the Lord understands that we forget? That was a deep one. Why am I here? Why is this Jewish believer? Can I give you a brief history? Why is this Jewish believer who got saved at 36 years old in a bathtub in Seattle? So I'm a Baptist. And two months after I get saved, I hook up with the ministry called Exodus 2. And I get with five other business people, and we administrate and orchestrate the first 747s out of Seattle to Moscow to bring our Jewish people from the Soviet Union back to Tel Aviv, Israel. That's it, three months in the Lord. (coughs) And then shortly after that, That's Isaiah 60. Who are these that return like doves to their roost? So I'm I'm damaged goods. I understand it. So you need to know what I'm going to speak to you, why it's being filtered, because that's my testimony. That's our testimony. Our first assignment was to lease 747s out of Boeing, send them to Moscow, get with the Jewish agency, get the paperwork, and, and... and, and up to this point, over a million two hundred thousand Jews, 
<coughs> from the former Soviet Union back to Israel. That's kind of a weird start. Because what happened is I'm actually in the healing ministry and signs and wonders and work with Dr. T.L. Osborne. So when he tells me that God's a healer, it's like, why not? I just saw these planes fly out of here for millions of dollars. And then shortly after that, we got the next prophetic word, and the scripture says in Isaiah, and they shall return on ships of Tarshish first. And guess what? We actually took a Jew and a Gentile with a suitcase full of cash. They went to Cyprus. They leased an air, uh, a ship, and it left from Tarshish. It happened just like the word said. This is my testimony. And it says in the book of Amos that when the restored tabernacle of David, which this is, <coughs> you're the restored tabernacle of David, you've got mikvahs in the house. You may call them baptisms, but they're all mikvahs. The cloud of witnesses, they're all looking up going, those aren't baptismals, those are mikvahs. They're looking down, haven't they ever been to the southern steps? It's mikvahs. But anyway, let's not get hung up on the name of the tub. All right? For some of you, it may be a jacuzzi. Maybe there's jets in there. I don't know. But in Amos 9-11, it says this. It says, the restored tabernacle of David will do this thing. And then allegorically, there's a prophecy about the plowman overtaking the reaper and the reaper the plowman. That's what we're moving into. That's the double portion right now. But what happens before that double portion is released is Jews supply land in a place called the Negev, ancient Edom, and the Gentiles provide olive trees and they plant trees and vineyards in the land. Well, guess what? For the last eight years, we have planted over 30,000 of those olive trees fulfilling that scripture. Oh, come on, give the Lord a shout. So all the prophecies about the book of Joel and the latter rain and Amos and all those things, all those, all those situations have happened and they're in place and now we are in 5780 and it's the 93rd night of the, of the revival and you're here and you need to know why you're here because you can say to your neighbor, say, I'm smart. I know what time it is. See, this is like no other night for you. And why is it? Because Paul, when he was speaking of nights like this to come, he tells us in the letter to the church at Ephesus. And this is what he said. Ephesians 2 and 11. He says, therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcised, by which is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, without the anointing, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants and promises, having no hope without God in this world. What we just did praying in the courts of heaven 
from the outer court into the inner court, and we haven't gone into the Holy of Holies yet. We just did that because if it wasn't for a Jewish rabbi named Jesus Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, who hung on a cross 2,000 years ago, not one of you non-Jews would have been welcome inside that temple. And he says, you better remember, you better remember, why do you think the devil attacks with anti-Semitism? It's to steal not only to kill the Jews, but to steal the church's promise. Because all of your promises come from Jewish covenants. You'll learn it tomorrow night. There is not one Gentile covenant that you are grafted into all Jewish covenants. Oh, come on, give him a shout. And Paul says this in Ephesians 2.13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. So the blood of Jesus allows you to be able to come boldly into the throne room of grace. Tonight you're going to renew your wedding vows with the Lord. You would have never even been a bride if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus. And we just quoted the scripture, neither Jew nor Greek. It doesn't make any difference. If you have Jewish blood and you're not saved, you, you cannot hold the hand of Jesus. You don't have salvation. Salvation comes only through the blood of Jesus. All those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm quiet. Ephesians 2.14. For he himself is our peace. He himself is our shalom. Shalom, nothing broken, nothing missing. Who has made us both one, has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh on the cross the enmity, that is the law of the commandments contained in the ordinances, so to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making what? Peace. Come on, I, all look, in Oklahoma, some of you are looking at me like a cow looking at a new gate. But you have a messianic rabbi getting in the water over here or there, whichever one they put me in. And I don't want you to miss the symbolism from the Lord of why that Jewish rabbi is in the water. Because it's a sign. It's a sign. Because when you start to see us coming to the Lord, the fullness of the Gentiles has come. And it doesn't mean that the Lord's finished with the Gentiles. It just means full understanding comes to say, oh, we get it now. This mystery that once was hidden is now being revealed that we are actually called to work together. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. thus making peace, that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. Ephesians 2, 17 and 18. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and those who were near. So he preached this 
when he was on earth and he's still preaching it now that through him we both have access by one spirit to one father. Let's go back to the wedding. Where are you going to put your petition down if you're not connected to the father? You're an orphan. The Gentiles were orphans. They were without a father. Jesus came, removed the middle wall of separation, and allowed the Gentiles to become sons and daughters. See, it was his desire that none should perish, but all should come with everlasting life. But you need to understand that the power in these ancient mikvahs didn't start with the Gentiles. Immersion started with the Jews. So say to your neighbor, neighbor, we have access to the Father with one spirit. Now why is this important? Do you understand the power of covenant? The power of covenant is, is that when we make covenant, what I have is yours and what you have is mine. We increase. It's multiplication. So Pastor Todd and Karen came to House of David and we immersed in the pool and now Christy and I are coming and we're immersing in your pool. Are we just like having a pool party like for birthday? If so, I've got some great floaties. I would have brought them. No, that's not what we're doing. What are we doing? In Ephesians 2.22, it says, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place in the Spirit. You are building an altar. When Jews and Gentiles come together, it's a double portion because we have our covenant, you have yours, and when we come together, the double portion's released. <laughs> That's why we're here. As much as I like a good pool party as much as anybody, we're here to do business. We're here to release the double portion of Elisha. People over here didn't get that. They thought, man, they're leaving our pool. We're getting the double portion of Elisha. Okay, okay. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to neglect the other pool. Can I share what I feel like for the last 20 years in this ministry? And I've been, Christy and I have been blessed. We've preached everywhere, literally, even in Muslim nations, under heavy guard. This is what Paul says. To me, who is the least, who is less than the least of all the saints? And that's how I feel. If you read this book, you'll find out where I came from. I'm an unwanted pregnancy, born in an orphanage with no advantages. And the Lord has blessed me to be able to know the value of bringing true identity to you in Christ. Because I know what I had to go through in the spirit to get delivered from the worthlessness of being cast away from your mother at birth. 
Come on, give a shout. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, Christos, the anointing. And here's the key. And to make all see, and that's my assignment tonight, to make all see what is the fellowship of this mystery, which from the beginning of the age has been hidden in God who created all things through Christ Jesus. It's been hidden, but now it must be seen. And why must it be seen? Please, pastors, hear me. Please hear me. The church, and that's why it's not good to not speak good about churches. I don't like them. That's the dead church. That's this church. Don't, don't speak it out. Do not speak it out. Don't say it. Because God so loved the world that his son died for this church. But you need to understand the main reason Christy and I are here is the next scripture out of Ephesians. And you need to understand And For all my friends that are prophets and evangelists, and it's great that you have your parachurch, but you need to be under a, a covering of a fivefold ministry in a church, and you need to be sent out. You need to be in alignment. And why is it? Because, see, this is a legal court document that it's God's intent. Ephesians 3.10. You need to get this. It's God's intent. This is the key to awakening. This is the key to revival. This is the key to the transfer of wealth. This is the key to healthy marriages. This is the key to children prospering. This is the key to deliverance. It's God's intent to do what? To make now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known through the church. Words of wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, witty inventions all come through the church. God's spiritual agent on earth as ambassadors who are connected to the courts of heaven who can go into the courts and where it is written, <coughs> read the scrolls, download them, release them through the nine gifts of the Spirit and immerse people into them and send them out for the church for the glory of God for our inheritance which is the nations of the earth. Oh, come on, give them a shout. You got to have power if you're going to take nations. So signs and wonders are contingent upon Jew and Gentile in covenant restoration, in unity, sending people out under proper alignment of that unity. Oh, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil that runs down the head and the beard and the garment of Aaron. Oh, it's like the dew of Mount Hermon. And it is there where God stands up in heaven and commands the blessing of Lachaim, life forevermore. Come on, give him a shout. So we go in the water and we get cleansed, we get sanctified all the way back to the garden. We come up, 
We are baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. Why? Because it's a covenant act, because we don't know what to say. So God says he'll do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. Well, what is that? That is tongues. It has to be tongues. Because for a healthy person, you can't say something unless you think it. But you don't think tongues. You comes out of your spirit. You are literally prophesying out your, your future. That's why Paul said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. You're following the pattern here. You're going to come out and you're going to start prophesying in the fire of God. The fire of God. Well, look at this beautiful art. What do you see here? All I see is a menorah. And the Lord says he's going to light the menorah and we're going to pass through leaving Egypt and the Holy Spirit is going to fall upon the bride. Ah, oh, come on! Yeah! Yeah! Woo! See, you're no longer separated from your roots. I don't know, did anybody else see it? Oh, come on, give him a shout. Hallelujah. 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 There's nothing in there, but I'm taking a toast for us. Hallelujah. Okay, let's give the Lord a shout. Praise the Lord. So we're now, we're going to set this in, in order. Before we go into the water, I have a few minutes here. Am I okay? I don't want to ruin my reputation. I never end early. Listen, it took my people 40 years to go eight days. Listen, everybody has their deal. Irish people could have got there probably in five. That's why Rand McNally did all the maps. You bring your worship team back up. You guys are really good. Let's give them a hang to them.
dedicate our babies. We just circumcised my grandson Joseph on the eighth day. When we did, Daddy and I, we put our hands through the tallit on his chest while the doctor was doing the circumcision. Then we wrapped his little fingers. We have bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs at 12 and 13 for our boys and girls. We wrap them around their fingers again because they're bar mitzvahs when they say, I'm going to become an adult. I'm going to walk with the Lord, not because my dad and mom do. I'm going to do it on my own. And then there's a remembrance. Guess what? This is what covenant is. When you don't hang on, let go of you. We do weddings under the hoopah. Take the bride and the groom. Wrap the tzitzis around them. Say, this covenant that you just made is unto the Lord. You'll go through tough times, we all do. doors are opening right now. Say, Lord, thank you for opening the double doors tonight in Dawsonville. There's five knots. Five knots, grace. Say, Father God, I receive your grace. If it wasn't for your grace, I wouldn't be here tonight. I receive your grace and I will give your grace to others because love never never fails. In all these windings, there's 600 plus 8 plus 5 is 613. 613 misfolds are commandments in the Bible, not 10. 10 were made popular by the stones. Yeah, that was a joke and it bombed out on me. But you finally got it, so it's okay. It's all completed right here. So when the woman of the issue of blood Understanding this is a prostitute. She has a sexually transmitted disease. If she goes out into the street, she'll be stoned and, de- and, and 
passed out. She hears about this rabbi. He is walking through her town. She literally crawls out the door on her hands and knees. He is wearing a tallit. People are pressing in. He says to his disciples, who touched me? Who touched you? See, this isn't about touching this garment. By faith in the water, you're going to be touching this garment, and you're saying, Lord, I'm touching you. I'm touching you. And I need to be healed from all shame and all guilt because some of us have some things that even though we know we're forgiven, they still haunt us in our soul. And we need to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. And I want you to leave here governmentally sound. When you leave out, you need to leave out like this. and the key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder Father God I will never beg you for anything again I will never beg for anything again see because when when this is laid upon your shoulders this is your birthright This is your inheritance. This is your Psalm 91 protection. Jesus died that these might fall from heaven onto earth onto you tonight. He didn't die just to save you. He died to empower you. (coughs) He says, I lay it on his shoulders. So he shall open and no one shall shut. And he shall shut and no one shall open. And this is it. Say, Father God, I'm believing solid and secure. I will be fastened like a peg in a secure place. And he will become glorious throne in his Father's hands. I'm going to ask Pastor Karen. one of the tallits off my table. Thank you, sir. Please stand.
Father God, in the name of Yeshua, we release out of Zion and out of the courts of heaven the latter rain anointing, a double portion of Elisha, Christ Fellowship, Pastor Todd and Karen Smith. That, Lord, wherever they go, whether it's Louisiana or Texas, it doesn't make any difference. Wherever they go, they will open up wells and ancient portals of mikvahs with the double portion anointing. And their staff. And, Lord, we thank you and give you praise for all the goodness and the power over the last 93. But Lord, we go to a new level. And the Lord says you have been operating out of 2 Timothy as silver vessels. And the Lord says, tonight I shift you into gold vessels. For your faithfulness I have seen, says the Lord. And your diligence and persistence. But most of all, your flames of compassion for the lost have not gone unnoticed. They are like incense in my nostrils, says the Lord. Those who love and serve the lost and worship me and pray. For their anointing and their prayers are as sweet-smelling incense in the Holy I welcome you into my courts and I welcome you into my throne and I welcome you into my holy mountain to be able to operate at the highest level of immersion and I thank you that the Lord says and I release the anointing like John the Baptist to be able to break the yokes to break the bonds and there will not be a sickness nor disease that will not bend its knee the people shall be healed in these holy waters. For I am releasing it tonight on this 93rd time. And Lord, I thank you for it. In Yeshua's name. Let's give the Lord a shout. Does anybody have a shofar? Can I borrow your shofar too? I'm sorry, I didn't bring any of my, all my tools here. Thank you. Thank you. In Numbers chapter 10, and I would recommend you do this before you go into the water. In Numbers chapter 10, I think it's verse 9 you put that up on the screen Numbers chapter 10 verse 9 
Numbers 10 verse 9 says this. When you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with trumpets, and you shall be remembered before the Lord your God. Say remembered. (coughs) Before the Lord your God, and you will be saved from your enemies. going to awaken this water to the third day. Give him a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Rabbi. 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 There's not a more fitting way than to transition our service into the immersions, into the water, than for us to bow our heads and to close our eyes for just a moment. The Lord just arrested me and he said to me, he said, Todd, There are people here that don't know me, that have never been saved. They've prayed a prayer, but they've never been saved. They've repeated some words, but they never committed their life to follow me. They followed a crowd to an altar they never committed their heart to me and the Lord is pulling on you right now I sense it he is saying to you come and follow me boldly unapologetically not in secret so here's what I'm going to do as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed if that is you right now you You've really never been born again. You don't know him. You know about him, but you've never had a hard encounter. You've never repented of your sins and said, Jesus, I'm yours. I'm following you. When I count to three, I want you to shoot your hand as high as you possibly can lift it so I can see it. You're saying to me, I'm wanting to be born again tonight, to know the Messiah, forgiveness of sin, to be given a new heart and follow him. 
On the count of three, lift your hand as high as you can if that is you. One, two, three. Anybody in the room? Anybody in the room? Lift them high. Lift them high. I see them. I see them. I see them. I see it. I see it. Come on, just keep your hand up as high as you can lift it. There are others. There are others. There are others. Lift it high. Everybody keep your hand up. That's lifting your hand up now. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up all across the room. Again, one more time. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Now, here's my next instruction. I need every eye closed, every head bowed. If you are raising your hand, make eye contact with me right now. If your hand is up, make eye contact me. I'm going to scan the crowd. Those two, those two, right over there, right there, right there. I see it. I see it. Anybody else? I see it. I see it in the back. Anybody? I see it. Anybody else? Now, here's what I'm going to ask you. To, I see it. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Now, every eye open and every head looking up. If your hand is up and you are serious about following him and making him your savior, when I count to three again, I'm going to ask you to come out of your seat and stand right here in front of me. And you're going to stand right here in front of me and we're going to love on you. We've got a discipleship book we're going to hand you. We're going to minister to you. And then we're going to open up our waters for baptism. So if you raise your hand and you're ready to commit your, your life to Christ to follow him, when I count to three, make your way, squeeze out of the aisle, come down to the front and stand right here in front of me. If that's you, when I count to three, I want you to come. One, two, three, come right now. If your hand was up, come right now, right now. Come on, come on, all over the building, all over the building. Yeah, come on, yeah, hey, yes, yes, come on. Come on, all the way, stand right here in front of me. Coming from my right, coming from my left, come on, right here, come on, all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way, come on, bless your heart, yes, 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 keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, come on, we're waiting, we'll wait on you, come on, come, come on, clear the aisle, clear the aisle, clear the aisle, help, let's go, come on, yes, 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on. Right here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. My Lord Jesus. And here's what we're going to do. I don't know where our, our staff will be at this moment. I need to make sure we take them to the canal room for just a moment. And we're going to give you all a 40 days book and we're going to help you walk in your relationship with Jesus. So Karen, I don't know where we need to go with that, but we need to make sure if they're available. Cody Chimbars is going to come. And he's going to take care of you. Lift your hands. Let's give our heart to Jesus right here. Decide to follow him. Are you ready to follow him? All right, church, extend your right hand this way. Nobody praying but these at the front. And I want those at the front. We're not praying a prayer just to save us, but we're praying a prayer to follow him and committing our lives. And you're never going to be the same again. All the way from North Carolina. Say these words, mean them with all your heart. Say, Jesus, say it loud. I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. I ask you to cleanse my heart and to forgive all my sin. I repent of my sin. 
and I choose to follow you. Come into my heart. Save me now. Make me a new creation. And all my ways are yours. And my life is yours. I am now a follower of Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Here's what we're going to do next. Your next step is water baptism. So we're going to get in the water. So we're going to make sure that you're going to get a letter, letter B for these people, Cody, if we can. Make sure we get letter B for these people. So that we're going to take you to a room, Cody. If you'll take them to the room in just a moment. I want you guys, Pastor uh, or Cody, can you just take them out that way? Yeah, in the canal room. Let these folks know that you are excited about their relationship with Christ. Follow him to the room for just a moment. Yes! Right there. We'll take your time, take your time, take your time. Are you ready to be immersed?